What do you do when people are rude? What do you do when they've got bad manners? <laughs> is it possible that good manners have gone out of style? They're not fashionable anymore. Is superb etiquette something that people don't care about anymore? Uh, being respectful to other people, to your environment, to even to yourself, has that become not a normal thing? And as I ask those questions, I feel a bit sad because uh, unfortunately, by the way the world's going, it seems that they may be true. It doesn't matter if you don't say please and thank you anymore. It doesn't matter if you don't return your calls. It doesn't matter if you treat people nicely or not. Uh, what other people do, though, I can't control, you can't control. But we have full control over what we do and, more importantly, who we are. And what we do is that a reflection of who we are. And I'll just give you a couple of interesting examples. I'm an old lady, and when I share old, that means I've got people in my circle of influence, of course, who are of age like I am. So people who are over 40, over 50, over 60, over 70, over 80 even. And those people, the people in my circle of influence, are also very influential and or wealthy and or people who believe in good manners and superb etiquette. So when I call people successful, for me, there's the reason that Romax is here and the reason that I think success and living your life to the max becomes a beautiful circle is when you're healthy, fit and strong, you have a career or business that you love, you're doing what you're passionate about, you're financially free and you've got great people in your life. To me, that is what success is all about. If I look at my life and I say those things to myself, I feel successful. Now, you may have a different definition, of course, but when I share with you that the people in my inner circle are successful, that's what I mean. And some of them uh, have had a little kick in their backside with Rowie's Black Stiletto because they've had a bit of a wine. Uh, and I always ask, when somebody whines to me, I always say, would you like some cheese with that wine? Uh, the whining has come about bad manners, about etiquette. So the people in my circle of influence who are of age, so everyone who's over 40, some of them over 50, and as I shared, some of them even over 80, have shared that people are rude to them. And the biggest one, of course, is the phone. Because uh, all of us in that age group, we grew up where the phone used to be connected to the wall and the only thing you ever used the phone for was to talk to people. You couldn't see them, you could just talk to them. Well, of course, now our phone is something that we, we can't, it seems that we can't live without. Uh, people carry their phone with them everywhere, which is where the wine came from, where the complaining came from is that if you've got your phone with you all of the time and somebody calls you, contacts you, would it be good manners to respond immediately? Uh, and the people that shared with me that they're a little bit annoyed about that process is sometimes it takes people three, four, five days to get back to them or weeks to get, the, get back to them and sometimes people don't get back to them at all. But they've called them on the thing that they carry around with them in their hand all of the time. Now, again, everybody gets to choose. You don't have to return your messages if you don't want to. You don't have to follow up people that call you. That's all a choice. But do we need to be aware as humans and as business people and as leaders, parents, teachers, coaches, that whatever we do, our kids will be watching. Uh, whatever example we set, people will take note. And if we make it acceptable to not return calls, if we make it acceptable to be disrespectful and rude, where's our world headed? <laughs> uh, and I think that's a, a really interesting question. Now, I don't, again, I'm not going to try and control anything that anybody else does. But do we have to accept responsibility or do we have to accept the consequences of what happens if we are rude? 
Now, it might be very normal if you're 20, 25, 30, even 40 now to not return your calls, not to respond to your messages. If you've got a business and people contact you about wanting to buy your product or service, you don't get back to them. That might be normal in that situation. I can't understand why it would be, particularly if you're in business. Surely you want to get back to people so that they can buy your product or service. But people in my age group and in my circle of influence, people who are of influence, and when I share that again, they have the means to either buy a lot of product or service from a business or never use that business again. They don't have to use that business. And they are sharing with me that they are actually stopping any contact whatsoever, ever, with that particular business or with that particular person because that person doesn't have the respect or the etiquette or the manners to call them back, uh, to get back to them in a timely manner and or to get back to them at all. And or when they do communicate, to communicate in a respectful way. Now I'm going to share with you something that's very, might sound very odd, uh, particularly if you're under 40, for example, because you might never answer your phone anymore. You might never even talk on the phone. But if somebody calls you and you answer the phone, and you're in business, it's been suggested that there's three things that should probably happen there. One, you should answer the phone because you're in business and it'd be nice to talk to a real person. Number two is that if people don't know the business they're calling, it becomes very awkward. And I don't know if you've done this recently, but I certainly have. I've been involved in lots of different businesses and I have to be every day. And I get, I'm now in that position where I'm a little bit uncomfortable to call a business because that it seems that when people have a business, they either don't answer the phone with the name of their business or they answer the phone in a way that's so difficult to understand that you don't know that you've called the right business. So there's three things. One is to answer the phone. Number two is to answer the phone very clearly with who the person has called. And number three, would it be nice to be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if you called a business and they said, and I'll just use our example, and this is something that I've been doing all of my life, I've been teaching all of my life, I've been begging businesses who aren't making very much money to do this as well, which is simply, thank you for calling. Uh, rather than good morning or good afternoon, because usually if you love your business, you don't know what time of the day it is anyway, but wouldn't it be nice to be respectful and kind and say, thank you for calling? Then, of course, the name of the business. So I would say thank you for calling, but I would say this. My name's Rowie. Thank you for calling the Max International Colleges. Uh, The reason I use my name is if I was in conversation with you, I would give you my name because that would be good manners. But the reverse of that is I would ask you for your name. So I would say thank you for calling the Max International Colleges. My name's Rowie. Can I ask for your name, please? Because I want to use your name. And have you ever been in a conversation where at the end of the conversation where you've got to know somebody reasonably well, you then have to say, what was your name again? Or ask them, what was your name? And to me, that's uh, awkward, uncomfortable and bad manners. So if you want to be unique and different and stand out from the crowd, and that's probably the only reason you would do this, because it seems that everybody else is quite happy to either not answer the phone, answer the phone rudely, answer the phone without using the name of the business and just hope that the person wants to do business with them. But if you answer the phone with, thank you for calling the Max International Colleges, my name's Rowie, can I ask for your name please? And then you say, my name's John, and I say, hey John, how are you doing today? And we start a conversation, is it possible that that could make you stand out from the crowd? Uh, Could that be good manners? Could that be special and memorable? And they're all the things that make business successful. 
Now, one of the excuses that I've been given of late, and my group of successful, wealthy, influential friends have shared this with me, is that people seem to be so busy now. Restaurants are booked out. Builders don't have any t- space on their calendar to build new homes. Plumbers can't come on time because they've got so much work on. It seems that we've, as we've gotten busier and busier, we might have gotten ruder and less respectful and have less manners. But is it possible that there may come a time when business isn't booming, when your restaurant isn't booked out, uh, when you aren't a plumber that can't come for five days or five weeks? Uh, Who will be your customers and clients then? And as I'll share, my influential friends have already knocked off their list of businesses, people that they will never do business with again, because when they called them, the business was rude. Uh, one, one of my friends is a, is a lawyer and a very respected lawyer. And he gave me this example where he rang a restaurant to book a, book a, a table. And the restaurant laughed at him and said, don't be ridiculous, we're booked out for the next three months. So he's never going to that restaurant again, of course, and they might not need his business. But what if they ever do? Wouldn't it be really clever? This is just good business practice. Wouldn't it be really clever to say, thank you, sir, for calling our restaurant. It's really great news that we're booked out. People love our food. We're a really popular dining spot. But there will come a time in the future we would love to have you come and enjoy our eating experience. Could I take your name and telephone number? And next time you want to make a booking, we would like to give you a bottle of wine or a dessert as our gift to say thank you very much for coming back because we can't accommodate you today. In fact, we've got no spaces for the next three months. But when we do have a space, we would love you to come and eat with us. Now, I know that probably takes a long time. You know, it might take a whole minute to say that. But now you've created a relationship, now you've created a memorable experience, and now you've created a man's headspace who will say, I want to go to that restaurant. They treated me respectfully, they treated me kindly, they treated me with good manners, and it was memorable for the right reason. Versus, don't be ridiculous, you can't come and eat here, we're too busy. So here's the question. It's not even about manners, is it, or etiquette, or respect, Isn't the question, who are you and what do you want your reputation to be? What kind of person do you want to be known as? You might work in somebody else's business where they just tell you that it doesn't matter how you answer the phone. You might uh, just be a casual part-time person in somebody else's business and you just do do that job for the money and you don't really care about the business. But what about you and your reputation? If you are the owner of a business and you put somebody into your business to answer the phone or to look after your customers, is it possible that if they don't treat your customers kindly and respectfully that they could actually ruin your business? Now, I'm sharing some things with you that seem quite uncommon at the moment, it seems, because it's been a very long time since I've been to a business where I felt welcome, where somebody's answered the phone beautifully, where I've been treated with respect. And I always have a giggle about this because I remember when I was 15, 20, even 30 and 40, I thought that when I was old that people treated old people respectfully. So I was really looking forward to the day when me as an old lady would go into a business and people would be nice to me and respect me because I was old. Well, wasn't I under a disillusioned life and headspace? (laughs) That's not how it is. I have people push past me. Uh, I can't remember somebody opening the door for me or offering to, and I don't want somebody to carry my stuff for me, but I remember being taught uh, in etiquette. And I went to a private boarding school where etiquette was not just important, if you didn't do it, you got in. Uh, you either went to detention or you got suspended from school or you had some. There were serious repercussions 
for bad manners. Uh, and if you didn't open the door for a school teacher, or if you didn't offer to offer your chair to an old person, or if you didn't offer to open, or you didn't open the door for an older person, you'd get a clip behind the ears. That's how old I am, and you'd end up in detention. And if you did that three times, you'd end up being suspended. And if you did it again, you'd be expelled from the school because the school's reputation was: we want to create students, we want to create human beings, we want to create adults that are respectful and who have good manners. Uh, now, that was the school's reputation, so that was important to them. But what I took from that is I want to have a reputation, and that's what I'm asking you. What is your reputation? Who do you want to be known as? And I always ask people to pick five words, and I always share mine, which are tough and fair, positive, stylish, disciplined, and professional. If I treat people rudely, if I don't have good manners, if I have poor etiquette, if I'm not respectful and, and kind, where does that fit into my reputation? And it's interesting because you can create uh, a reputation and it might take a year, it might take 10 years, it could take your whole life to create a great reputation. And you can ruin it with one telephone call. You can ruin it with one bad experience. You can ruin it by answering the phone poorly just one time. So do we need to consider that there are people in the world who still think that manners are important, that still think that superb etiquette is important. And I could give you a big long list of things that my friends have whined to me about, uh, about bad manners. And I'll just give you a couple for fun because they might be things that you might not know. Uh, wearing sunglasses or a hat inside, for people my age and older, that is considered very rude and disrespectful. Sunglasses and a hat inside, when you go inside someone's house, you're meant to take them off. Uh, same in a shop or any commercial building. If you go to somebody's personal home, uh, it's good manners to take off your shoes. And you offer to take off your shoes. Even if everybody's wearing shoes, you still offer to take your shoes off because that's good manners. As I shared, it's good manners to open the door for people. It's good manners to offer your chair to people. Now, the offering your chair has been suggested to uh, pregnant women, to older people, to people that obviously might have some kind of physical disability. But I don't like to sit down anyway, so I don't need to offer my chair because I don't ever take up a chair. <laughs> That's an interesting one for me. But why do you need to sit down? And if you're so tired that you need to sit down and take a chair off somebody else, might be a good idea maybe to get fit and strong so you don't need to sit down. Uh, there are people in this world who if you don't offer your chair to them, they will not do business with you again. They just won't because that's rude to do that. I'll give you some personal examples that affected my life uh, financially, apart from the fact that it ruined my reputation. Uh, I, uh, there was three opportunities in my life where I was uh, given uh, the option to put in a, a quote, to put in a, a tender to be a professional speaker for multiple uh, speaking opportunities throughout Australia, the UK and America. And the, the opportunity to do that was through a head office in Melbourne, and I went to that head office and I didn't wear stockings. Uh, and the etiquette for professional speakers at the time, uh, particularly in Melbourne, which is a more conservative city, was to wear stockings. Uh, they didn't choose me to be their professional speaker. And when I asked for feed forward, that was one of the reasons. In fact, there was two reasons. One is I didn't wear stockings. And two, I had two earrings. Now, I didn't have dangly earrings or hoops or holes in my ears. I had a diamond stud and a pearl stud. But because I had two earrings, I was considered unprofessional. 
So no stockings and two earrings. And I will share with you, this is why it's affected my life financially, is uh, my professional speaking career, every cent that I ever made from my professional speaking career went to uh, animal rescue because that's my, my, my cause, my charity. So it wasn't even me that missed out financially. It was the dogs, the puppy dogs that I would normally have given $5,000 or $10,000 or more to missed out on that money because I didn't have good etiquette. I didn't wear stockings and I, did, and I had two earrings in my ear. Uh, the third one of that in, in a very similar situation was I wore a skirt that was too short. Uh, and when I say too short, it was above my knees. There are some uh, people with very strong etiquette, particularly in my age group, where if you're a professional woman, you would never have your knees showing. Uh, and I had a skirt that was above my knees, and that was one of the reasons why I didn't get... Uh, a business opportunity didn't come my way because of the way I was dressed. Now, I could go back further than that and give you hundreds of situations where I had my boobies out or my arms out or my ass cheeks hanging out and people just didn't take me seriously because I wasn't dressed seriously. If you want people to think that you can help them with their coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, osteoporosis, if you can help them grow their business and you're walking around in, in tight little shorts and your cleavage out and your butt cheeks hanging out of those shorts and then expect people to take you seriously, which... Looking back on that, I'm embarrassed to tell you that, but that was how I lived my life at the time. Because, you know, you know, I used to say, people should accept me the way I am. And they probably should. Uh, people shouldn't judge us by the way we look, but they probably do. So here's my question again. What do you want to be known as? What do you want your reputation to be? From the way you dress, to the way you answer the phone, to the way you leave a building, the way you come into a building. And I'll just give you a couple more really interesting ones. I had a, a woman, and she's 81. Uh, she's a multimillionaire, and she's still in business. And she has absolutely cancelled this entire, and it's a chain of businesses, and she's cancelled this entire chain out of her life. Because the person that came into her house put their hand on the glass and pushed the glass door. Now, that might not sound like very much, but that finger mark on that glass door, that has to be cleaned off. And of course, my 81-year-old friend is the person that would clean it off because she has she's a very clean person. So she doesn't want to do business with somebody that is so rude that they would leave their finger mark on their front door. Isn't that interesting? So it might be a good idea if this is important to you or you want to have a, a reputation of being somebody, and I'll ask the question, do you want to have a reputation of a person with superb manners, with great etiquette, somebody who's respectful, somebody who you can take anywhere and they will know what to do? I'll use another example. I've got business people who, before they employ somebody, they take them out to eat, uh, usually to an expensive restaurant, not, never expecting the person to pay, of course. Uh, but they watch. Do they know how to use a knife and fork? Do they know which glass to use? Do they know how to be kind to the, the, the weight person? Uh, how do they act in a food environment, particularly when it's expensive and somebody else is paying? So how much do they eat and how much do they order and what kind of wine do they drink? And it's just an interesting experience. Uh, take note if you're applying for a position and somebody asks to take you out to eat. It's not usually because they want to take you out to eat. It's usually because they want to watch how you handle that situation. I have other employers who uh, will have a group interview and they'll always have food or drink at the interview. Uh, something I've always done because it's very interesting to watch how people treat food and treat alcohol and how they treat other people in that environment. Do they get the biggest piece of cake? Do they pour the largest glass of wine? Do they push in before somebody else? Do they know how, how food etiquette works? 
Uh, and these are skills that may be lost and they may be, may be totally unimportant now. But I will share with you very passionately and very personally that the people in my circle of influence, the reason I'm chatting today is that these are complaints, these are whines that my influential wealthy friends have shared with me that have really annoyed them, not just annoyed them to whine to me about it, but to the point where they won't do business with that company or that person ever again. And in in one situation right now, that is going to be millions of dollars. That one bad etiquette screw up is going to cost that person millions of dollars. And it was as simple as this. They, the, the person who's my friend knows that this person carries their phone around in their hand all the time because they're on social media and they're constantly posting every five minutes of pictures of themselves on social media. Well, my friend contacted this person in relationship to a business venture and that person didn't get back to them for three days. Now, the business venture is worth, yes, millions of dollars, but the ongoing uh, repercussions of that with my friend's circle of influence and what and what, what that could possibly, the impact that could have on that one person who didn't get back to them. Now, the reason that they're, they're a little bit peed about it is they know that this person carries their phone around in their hand. They contacted them and it took them three days to get back to them. And the excuse was, I'm sorry I didn't get back to you, I was busy. Uh, that's going to cost them a lot of money. Now, they may never know that because, as I shared with my friend who said to me, wine, wine, complain, wine, wine. And I said, well, perhaps go to the person and complain, wine, wine. And the answer was, no, I'm the older person. I'm the one with the money. Why do I have to go and sort their, their challenge out because they have bad manners? So I'm sharing that with you because it's just a personal thing and it might help. If you're in a situation where your business isn't growing as fast as you want it to, if you have people who are, you are doing business with who are older than you, and I will say if they're 50, 60, 70 and above, they are people who grew up in a world where manners were important, where returning your calls were important, where treating people kindly, saying please and thank you, excuse me and I'm sorry, were all very important. And I'll finish on that. Uh, do you say I'm sorry if you're wrong? Do you say I'm sorry if you screw up? And not just say sorry, but do you fix it? And that seems to be one of the things that my circle of influence is really annoyed about. People screw up all the time. And don't we all? We all make mistakes. But to own that mistake, to take responsibility for that mistake, to apologise for it and then fix it seems to be something that just doesn't happen, not in business, not in people's personal relationships, not at the church, not at the sporting environment. It seems that, yeah, I screwed up, might be a statement, but it's never. it seems to never come now with a, I'm very sorry, I take full responsibility for my screw up, I want to fix it, share with me how I can fix it, because I don't want the reputation of a person that does that. We have to accept the consequences for our, for our actions. Would that be fair? If we're rude and we then get a reputation for being rude, that would be our challenge. If, if manners and etiquette are important to some people and we choose not to have good manners or good etiquette, then do we need to accept the consequences that that person may not want to do business with us? Just some really interesting questions. And if you are the opposite, where you're the person that's whinging, moaning and complaining about bad manners and poor etiquette and people being disrespectful to you, how can we fix it if we don't say something? 
And this is one of my favourite quotes when it comes to challenges in any situation. There'll always be bad people and bad stuff will always happen, but the world will only become a bad place when good people do nothing. So maybe as a mature adult like me, if, that, if you're in this situation where you've been having a bit of a, a, a whine and complain about bad manners and poor etiquette and people being disrespectful, maybe we need to give people a little bit of a lesson in respect. Maybe we need to share with them that what they've done is disrespectful so that we can help fix the situation, not just what whine and moan and complain about it. See, I don't even like those words that don't come out of my mouth very clearly. Please live your life to the max. And if living your life to the max means being kind and respectful and treating people beautifully, what a great reputation to have. I would love you to be healthy, fit and strong, have a career or business that you love, be financially free and have great people in your life. That's what I'm here for every day. That's what Romax is here for. So thank you to coming thank you for coming to Romax. My name's Rowie and I'd love you to sing every single day. Super duper doo, how are you? I know you are amazing and awesome and you've got great manners and you've got a great reputation. Woohoo!